The following edition of Treks in Sci-Fi may contain spoilers for the new Star Trek film showing in theaters right now. You have been warned. This edition of Treks in Sci-Fi is brought to you by Brian from the forums. Brian was kind enough to donate to the podcast this week, and I will now call him my new master instead of J.J. Abrams. Anyway, this is uh, podcast number 229 for May 31st, 2009. Almost June. uh, Hard to believe. Time flies when you're having fun. And uh, today we're going to have kind of an old school podcast. Going to be covering uh, a Voyager episode called Inside Man. That's from the last season, the seventh season of Star Trek Voyager. Of course, we'll talk about uh, some updates on how the film, uh, the new Star Trek film, is doing. Uh, along with uh, other, uh, you know, tie-ins and, and talk of a sequel already and everything like that uh, coming up here shortly on Treks in Sci-Fi. Uh, I don't think I'm going to do a collectible this week. We'll be doing the Inside Man show and covering it in, in its entirety. I will be playing the episode and doing kind of a uh, episode commentary as I watch it uh, again with all of you listening. So uh, let's hit it. again everyone welcome today's to uh the uh, podcast treks and sci-fi the star trek and sci-fi show that you all love and enjoy listening to every week or watching i'm doing a lot of video casts in the last few weeks sorry for the uh, humongous file sizes on those uh, it's uh oh it's just technology uh hopefully it'll catch up with uh, me or i'll find something to uh encode uh, to a smaller file size but to keep the quality up uh, i could make them smaller but again the quality would suffer a little anyway uh but this week just audio only uh hopefully the show will be a fairly uh straightforward and uh again like i said at the beginning uh just going to be covering an episode of uh voyager yes old star trek uh beyond the movie does still exist <laughs> it, it's you know it's interesting with and i love all the attention trek has been getting in the last month or so but you know it's like everyone is just especially some news places and certain people it's like they've just discovered this it's like oh my gosh what is this this is cool we like it hey what's this all about where'd this come from hey you know it's like not only is there like more than like 
you know, hundreds and hundreds of episodes out there to watch of the series and, and 10 other movies and, and 40 plus years of history. But it, it's it's kind of funny, you know, in, in a way it's it's just a little bit kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say wrong, but it it makes me kind of want to still sit down and pull out, you know, uh, the Next Generation or Deep Space Nine and watch some of those episodes or, or catch them in syndication on, on some of the different networks that show them on cable or, or whatever. It's uh, so... You know, like when I started the podcast, you know, kind of keep Trek alive after Enterprise went off the air. Now it's to keep the old Trek alive uh, now that the movie is sort of overshadowing almost everything that's come before. You know, I don't mean any of this in a bad way or anything like that. It's just something that popped into my head uh, this morning as I was getting ready to do the show. And I just, again, I think it's kind of interesting. But, you know, the opposite, or opposite, not really, that's the wrong word to use, Rico. Oh, there you go, third person. Haven't done that in a long time. The the kind of caveat to that or the, you know, the hope is that, you know, a lot of people that may not have been into Trek at all or or very little with the new movie, maybe they're going to say, hey, this is pretty cool. I'll go back and watch, you know, the original series. I've been seeing posts on forums, uh, you know, that have been saying, hey, where can I get these things? A lot of people that, you know, they know the DVDs are out, but they're looking for streaming ways or, or free, quote unquote, ways to get episodes of Trek. And, and there have been a, a course of course a a lot of new people showing up over on treks and sci-fi as well so it's all good and uh, i hope this momentum continues uh, for the next couple of years as we head towards the inevitable i don't know what they're going to call it they can't call it star trek 2 i my guess if i had to say what they'd be calling the next what what they be calling what am i uh what they will be calling the next film will be something like they're going to have to go a subtitle situation where it's star trek colon or Dash, or something like Star Trek, you know, the the, the New Frontier, or whatever they want to call it. Uh, that would be my guess. Forget the whole numbering system. Just don't do numbers anymore. You don't need them. You've done that for 10 of them, or just about, they, you know, they numbered them up to, I guess, generations or whatever, pretty much. Uh, but, uh, yeah, just Star Trek subtitle something or the other. Uh, but uh, who knows what will happen. It, it's uh, fun, and uh, we'll be there covering it. Three Budweiser classics, two Cardassian sunrises, and uh, try the slush show. It's good. The slush show mix. Thank you. There's a lot of drinks for one woman. And a shot of Jack, straight up. I'll make that two her shots on me. Her shots on her. Thanks. Thanks. You at least want to know my name before you completely reject me. I'm fine without it. You are fine without it. It's Jim. Jim Kirk. If you don't tell me your name, I'm gonna have to make one up. It's Ahura. Ahura? No way. That's the name I was going to make up for you. Ahura what? Just Ahura. They don't have last names in your world? Ahura is my last name. Well, they don't have uh, first names in your world? Okay, the, uh, the film is doing uh, exceptionally well. It, uh, it seems to be doing uh, great uh, in the United States and pretty well overseas. It has passed now 200 million domestic uh, it's been the biggest film so far of 2009 i would still guess that something maybe like transformers and harry potter will probably possibly surpass it in in, in total uh, you know box office uh, but for star trek and and for you know this new uh, you know effort uh, by jj and, and company you know it's it's just great uh, it's a huge hit a huge success for paramount 
And they are, of course, are they were already talking about a sequel before the movie came out, and this has just really sewn it up. It's uh, a few of the actors uh, have been talking recently about uh, some things. There's talk that they may start filming it in the, uh, as early as next summer or early next summer. I'm guessing and hoping that uh, what we'll be seeing is is it will probably be filming maybe in about a year from now, maybe a little sooner than that, and possibly we might be getting the next film in uh, you know two years or so from this time frame, which was the sort of time frame the old when the movie series was going with Wrath of Khan and Search for Spock and Voyage Home in the in that heyday of Trek films. That was about the timing between those movies as well, two to three years. Uh, three to me uh, at this point would be way too long. I, I think two years would be just about right, or two and a half uh, would be perfect. Uh, I think they want to capitalize on this momentum and get another film out within about two years would be just right. Uh, again, that would be, what, 2011, uh, the next one possibly we could see. And, of course, all the cast should be back, some of the even... Uh, you know, people like Bruce Greenwood as Pike might be back as well. I would love to see more of him. I thought he was excellent. And it would be fun to see a lot of uh, the, you know, not just the main people, but some of the side people like Spock's father, uh, Ben Cross, who played him in the movie and, and things, you know, those kinds of people, I think that did a good job. Of course, it all depends on the plot and the story for the movie. Which, again, they are just tossing around ideas right now. Nothing has been determined as far as I know. Uh, I would guess they have some some fairly good ideas of what they want to do. And I hope it's something new and original. I think I talked about this before, but I think it would be a, a, a terrible mistake to to have a plot be sort of a rehashing of something that they've done before, either in the original series or perhaps one of the movies, you know, bring the, the villain Khan back or something. I think... That would be a total mistake. That that, that movie uh, is just sort of there on the shelf. Uh, it, it just needs to be left alone. I mean, they can come up with something new and interesting to do. And I hope they've said that they're kind of going to just now ignore the whole time travel thing. In other words, they're not going to play around a lot more with that, uh, you know, where they're going to try to deal with, okay, we have this alternate reality and the old one and have them mesh somehow, at least in the near future. I don't think that's going to happen. So, all solid and good ideas and good thoughts, at least uh, in my mind, uh, about the next uh, Trek film, maybe in about two years. Cadet Kirk, you somehow managed to install and activate a subroutine in the programming code, thereby changing the conditions of the test. Your point being? In academic vernacular, you cheated. Let me ask you something I think we all know the answer to. The test itself is a cheat, isn't it? I mean, you programmed it to be unwinnable. Your argument precludes the possibility of a no-win scenario. I don't believe in no-win scenarios. Then not only did you violate the rules, you also failed to understand the principal lesson. Please, enlighten me. You of all people should know, Cadet Kirk. A captain cannot cheat death. I of all people. Your father, Lieutenant George Kirk, assumed command of his vessel before being killed in action, did he not? I don't think you like the fact that I beat your test. Furthermore, you have failed to divine the purpose of the test. Enlighten me again. The purpose is to experience fear. Fear in the face of certain death. To accept that fear and maintain control of oneself and one's crew. This is a quality expected in every Starfleet captain. Excuse me, sir. 
I wanted to mention a few things uh, regarding uh, the websites and little projects that I've been working on. I think I've talked about before. Uh, I hope everyone uh, takes a minute and visits uh, jobforahero.com, my little web comic uh, using uh, things from the world of Warcraft and uh, the continuing search for a job on both the, uh, the comic hero in, in Job for a Hero and also myself. So check that comic strip out. I try to put that up like three times or so a week, uh, usually late on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Also, uh, geekplay.tv. Uh, I've got to put some new uh, shows up there soon. I plan on doing that in the next week or two. Uh, but that's got some old classic sci-fi episodes you can watch streaming there. And also the latest thing, uh, which is over at radvisions.com. That's my idea, or not really an idea, I guess. Well, it is. It is a, uh, a website uh, slash business uh, for myself to uh, basically uh, do websites for people. Uh, if you're interested in something like that, uh, just shoot me emails. There's information over at radvisions.com, some examples of some of the projects that I've worked on, most of them related to sites that I've done for, you know, Treks and Sci-Fi and related things, but uh, a couple other ones uh, as well. So um, there you go. There's some news uh, about what I've been doing. Besides searching for work, cutting the grass, and, oh, my younger son is graduating from high school today. And so I'm trying to get this cast uh, at least recorded now. It's going to be kind of a busy day, busy weekend. Built a new PC for my other son yesterday. Uh, just uh, lots going on for Rico. Uh, there I go, third person again. <laughs> anyway, uh, I hope you're enjoying the little... I'm sprinkling in some little clips from the Star Trek movie throughout this podcast uh, and I just realized I probably better put some kind of a spoiler tag at the beginning uh, at the uh, start of this uh, week's edition of Treks in Sci-Fi for those who may be still out there have not seen the film. I know there's still some stragglers who, who are like that or who are, who are also maybe people who just refuse and never go to the movie theater anymore and wait for things to come out on DVD. This movie, uh, come on, people, you really need to go see it at the movie theater at least once. I've already gone three times, yeah, and I'd like to go at least once more. Uh, to see it uh, before it leaves theaters. There's just something fun about seeing these these types of movies on the big screen. So uh, let's all get out and see Star Trek at least one more time. What's your name, Chanko? Chirpov? Ensign Chekhov, Pavel Andreevich, sir. Fine. Chekhov, Pavel Andreevich. Begin shipwide mission broadcast. Yes, sir. Happy to. Ensign authorization code 95, Victor, Victor 2. Authorization not recognized. Ensign authorization code 95, Victor, Victor 2. Access granted. May I have your attention, please? At 2200 hours, telemetry detected an anomaly in the neutral zone. What appeared to be a lightning storm in space. Soon after, Starfleet received a distress signal from the Vulcan High Command that their planet was experiencing seismic activity. Our mission is to assess the condition of Vulcan and assist in evacuations if necessary. We should be arriving at Vulcan within three minutes. Thank you for your time. <sighs> lightning storm. Uh, Jim, you're awake. How do you feel? Oh, good God, man. What? Ah! What the hell is this? Reaction to the vaccine, damn it. There's a I need 50 cc's of cortisol. Get there. 
All right, there's all kinds of uh, things to collect and get uh, related to the new movie uh, all over the place uh, right now these days. Of course, I think the Burger King pr- promotions is still going on with the glasses and the kids' meal toys and all that. Uh, I've picked up all the glasses. They have a nice deal on the set. You can get all four for, I think it was six ninety nine, which isn't bad at all for four glasses with some nice images from, uh, you know, related to the movie. Also, of course, there's lots of action figures. The Enterprise ship uh, is, I think, that's about $29, $30 in the stores. You can find that at the usual places, Target, Walmart, Toys R Us. Uh, Toys R Us seems to have a pretty good display and selection from the movie of the props, uh, which I've been covering in recent uh, podcasts, are out there as well, which are well worth picking up by Playmates. Also, there's a new uh, Star Trek 2009 movie edition card set, trading card set from Rittenhouse, uh, if you go over to uh, sci-fi-hobby.com, you can check that out along with other Star Trek card sets and a lot of other uh, movie and TV-related card sets that they offer. These are pretty cool. They've got autographs from uh, a lot of the different uh, actors in the movie uh, sprinkled into the sets, as, along with costume cards, little pieces of fabric from the costumes, which I thought they did a great job with the costuming on the movie. Uh, you know, much like uh, the colors and reminiscent to the old series, but kind of updated and not, uh, you know, not quite as bright and 60s looking, I guess, is the way to put it. But uh, anyway, a, a card set with a little bit of costume, which has been done in the past for Star Trek and other things. Uh, that, again, over at SciFiHobby.com. You can find out more. I also took a quick look at eBay. It looks like you can get some of those, uh, you know, all the uh, costume pieces, uh, cards, or all the autographs and sets that people, you know, they buy a lot of these boxes pull out all that stuff and make a a complete collection for uh, people to just buy that, although they become kind of expensive at that point as well. Also, there's some new comics coming, uh, a Spock set uh, that sort of picks up a little bit about the older Spock's life and related to the movie and a little uh, kind of an an extension of the prequel comic to a degree that they already did. That'll be coming out. And surprisingly, they're doing a Wrath of... IDW is also doing a Wrath of Khan movie adaptation comic book, which uh, I had forgotten they never did a Wrath of Khan. You know, most movies, or I shouldn't say most, uh, quite a few, especially genre-type movies like sci-fi and fantasy movies, They'll do a comic book tie-in where they basically do the mo- the movie again in comic book form. They generally follow the movie pretty closely. Uh, and some are good, some are, you know, so-so. But anyway, they've done this for Trek quite a bit, and they never did one for Wrath of Khan. So IDW is going to be putting that out. I think that comes out uh, in just sometime in the next few weeks. And that Spock Reflections comic series will be coming out in July. So all kinds of goodies to be, uh, you know, picking up from Trek. Oh, there's even... Waffles. I just saw today they're doing, uh, let's see, Ego is doing uh, these waffles that have like little images, uh, Trek images related to uh, Star Trek, the, the movie uh, on, the, on the waffle itself. Uh, that's, uh, wasn't there something on eBay, a French toast that looked like, you know, the, you know, Christ or something or, or whatever? I, I don't know. There's just, they, they've gone just maybe a little too far when they're putting images from Trek on waffles, too. But I guess whatever makes them a buck and can get them more money to do the next movie is is okay with me. So that's uh, it. We're about 20 minutes into the podcast. Uh, that's all the stuff I really wanted to mainly cover before we get into uh, the Star Trek Voyager episode, Inside Man, which is coming up next on Treks in Sci-Fi. Hi, this is Rick Moyer. Moyer777 on the forums. 
I love Treks and Sci-Fi. Rico, you rock. And you know, you inspired me to do my own podcast. And so I have. Every week, I've started putting out a podcast called Take Him With You. And it's all about my life and the world around me. You might find it interesting. I guarantee you, you'll smile by the end of the podcast. And in a world that is kind of depressing lately, I think it's great to be encouraged every week. So would you try it out? Come take a listen. It's at www.takehimwithyou.com. It's called Take Him With You, the weekly podcast that's spiritual, not religious. Okay, here we go with Inside Man. Captain's log, Stardate 54208.3. Last month's data stream from Starfleet never arrived, so the crew is looking forward to this one with even more anticipation than usual. We could all use this some is, uh, from home. This is kind of early in Season 7 of Star Trek Voyager. There he uh, is. Very uh, well-established, the all the actors and you characters, sure and well, it's kind of, you know, they're on their way to Earth, kind night. of, and Tech trying to get there morning. in this last season of the show. So, where's my mail? Hmm? Oh, don't tell me you lost another one. I didn't lose last month's data stream. It never arrived. So what's the holdup this time? The transmission was a little Now, in the recent, uh, you know, in the last season or so of Voyager, they were able to receive transmissions uh, from Earth uh, through uh, some things that 709 was working on and, and help from Earth. And Barkley, especially, who's in this episode prominently, uh, helped in that as well. So... It, it, it made them more connected with home and set them sort of on the path to getting back there. A hologram. The transceiver wasn't designed to store photonic data. You have to get it out of there before it degrades. What are you doing? Tying the transceiver into the holodex pattern buffer? Those systems aren't compatible. It'll depolarize the relays. Starfleet wouldn't have sent this hologram if it weren't important. I'm sure it's worth a few burnt-out relays. Overloaded the transceiver. But I saved the hologram. Okay, ready when you are. Lieutenant Barclay? Uh, no. But he did design me. I'm a walking, talking, problem-solving, interactive hologram. You can call me Reg. It's nice to meet you, Reg. Pleasure's mine, Captain. Harry, seven. I've been looking forward to working with you. You have? I know. You were expecting letters from your friends and families. But with any luck, in a few days, you'll be seeing them face to face. So we've got uh, Dwight Schultz, uh, formerly, you know, of the old A-Team TV series, back as uh, Reginald Barkley in this episode. And, you know... He really seems to fit in well. It would have been kind of neat if he'd been part of the crew or something on Voyager from the beginning. I, you know, everyone on... Uh, let me turn down the uh, theme song here a little bit. You know, everyone on Trek, especially from TNG on, maybe not so much on Deep Space Nine, but Voyager... Yeah, they tried to get back to, I think, a little bit more like, you know, the old Trek... It, what I'm talking about is is the sort of how everyone is is very well put together and doesn't really have a lot of issues and things. And when they brought Barkley in on TNG, it was like, you know, he was like a real kind of person. He had a lot of quirks and problems. You know, he had that sort of 
obsession with the holodeck problem and things. You know, it was like maybe the way we would be in, in this era, in this time. You know, not everybody would be just so perfect. And, uh, you know, he kind of, a, a bit of a fresh air for the series. But anyway, and I think the same thing on Voyager. I think he works in well, uh, you know, especially when they brought in like Seven of Nine, who was probably the most almost perfect, you know, one of them of all, except for maybe Tuvok, you know, because she's so smart and logical and sensible and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, doesn't let her hair down literally very often. So anyway, uh, this episode I thought would be fun since I've uh, done a couple of, I think, other Barkley-related ones. At least one, I know. Maybe not the other one or not from TNG. I think maybe just one. But anyway, here we go back to uh, Voyager. In time, Voyager is going to be passing through grid 898, a sector of space occupied by a red giant star. Sensors detected it a few days ago. At this very moment, a team of Federation scientists is orbiting another red giant in the Alpha Quadrant. In 72 hours, they will target its magnetic field with a Verderon beam, creating techno babble. As a result, a corresponding fold will open here in the magnetic field of the red giant that Voyager is approaching. Space will be punctured. These two points creating a gateway between the quadrants. Our shields are useless against geodesic radiation. We toyed with the idea of opening a fold ourselves, but it didn't take us long to realize we wouldn't survive the trip. A lot's happened in geodesic research since you've been gone. I've brought schematics for shield upgrades to deflect the radiation from the fold. Medical technology to provide additional protection for the crew. We've thought of everything. Starfleet never mentioned you in any of the previous data streams. Well, Lieutenant Barclay didn't want to raise your hopes in case the plan didn't live up to expectation. But lucky for you, it surpassed them. What about last month's data stream? Why didn't we receive it? Pathfinder tried sending an unabridged version of my program. It overloaded the Midas array. The only casualty this time was our transceiver. Well, everything goes according to plan, you won't need it anymore. If we were to attempt this, you'd need access to areas of this ship that aren't equipped with hollow emitters. Not to worry, Captain. We've thought of that, too. My emitter is your emitter. Computer, transfer the Barclay hologram to the mobile emitter. Transfer complete. On Lieutenant Barclay's behalf, I thank you. Just make sure to return it when we get to Earth. <laughs> We're ready for you in the briefing room, Captain. Oh, boy. Excuse us, Doctor. The Doctor sure is one of the most play. interesting, fun time, characters I'd on like Voyager. To get better acquainted. I'll stop by uh, the first chance I get. When they created the mobile emitter me. in that episode that this I covered before, the two-parter, two, when they were back on time on Earth, the geodesic uh, really a great idea to have that happen. We'll have exactly 16 seconds to take Voyager through. Red just prepared a list of assignments. Notice that I expect you to give him your Barclay in the hologram form Paris, here is just a little more confident and quite a bit more comfortable than he would normally be as, in, as normal Barclay is, you know, that we've come to know throughout other episodes. We should discuss the possibility of applying Borg technology to Starfleet's plan. It could increase our chances of success. I look forward to hearing your thoughts. How long before the transceiver's <laughs> back online? No more than uh, two hours. He's just so funny in this we'll one. Still have time to transmit a response to Starfleet. Keep us posted. I'd like to send Lieutenant Barkley a little thank you note for all his hard work. Um, uh, he's here. Is there anything I can do, Reg? Your job might be the most important one of all. The next few days will be difficult. 
The crew will be working extremely long hours. They're going to need an experienced morale officer. Keep their spirits high. You can count on me. If this were any other ship, I'd have my doubts. But this is Voyager, the miracle ship. You've survived six years in the Delta Quadrant. You've evaded the Kazon, the Vidians, the Erosion. You've even faced down the Borg. I think with a little teamwork, we can pull off one more miracle and take Voyager home. <laughs> I can taste my mom. He's like a, a sports, like, uh, said, Harry. you know, coach this or something Voyager, before the big game. Ship. So, uh, getting us home. It's, it's very to good to see faces. him in it's sort of a different Let's little take on, on Barkley here. Remember Arturus and his quantum slipstream drive? Or, uh, or how about the telepathic pitcher plant that made Here's us think the doubting we were on our Thomas. way home right before it tried to eat the ship? This is the best opportunity we've had. Yeah, which is why we'll probably end up in the Gamma Quadrant. Well, I'll remind you of that when we get back to Earth. Don't say I didn't warn you. When a Borg cube enters a transwarp conduit, it's subject to extreme gravimetric shear. To compensate, the Borg project a structural integrity field ahead of the cube. By modifying Voyager's deflector, we may be able to do the same. No one at Starfleet would have thought of this. So, what's the first thing you're gonna do when you get back? Begin repairs to Voyager. Even with the structural integrity field, it's likely the ship will suffer significant damage. Yes, but... There are people at Utopia Planitia who will take care of that. There are engineering crews and technicians. Are you implying that I'm superfluous? Of course not. <laughs> I only meant that if you're too busy working, you're going to miss oh, all I the welcome. Oh, I forgot uh, also to mention. Let's see. Uh, let's look Starfleet's at the credits planning. for this episode. Directed by speeches? Alan Croker, who did they, uh, quite a few uh, Voyager episodes. And the writer of this one is Robert J. Doherty. I don't recognize his name. I'm not sure if he wrote other episodes or not. When I first arrived on Voyager, it was difficult for the crew to accept me. I'm anticipating a similar welcome on Earth. You hope I'm adjusting the volumes here. It's been a you know weeks since I've been able to do a you know commentary one on a, a Trek episode. You know, balancing my voice's volume with the episode itself is always just a little tricky to get back into. That's difficult to believe. Why? I was Borg. Exactly. You were bored, but you escaped. And despite incredible odds, you managed to reclaim your humanity. No one's ever done that before. You're famous. Fame is irrelevant. Maybe. But you've given hope to everyone who's ever lost somebody to the Borg. You've inspired millions. That's a good uh, little point that they made here. If you think my participation in the hoopla would be beneficial to others, then I'll comply. The hoopla. <laughs> now we're heading back uh, to Earth here. What's going on there? Starfleet uh, Communication Research Center. Is this going to take much longer, Rich? Well, the computer is still inputting data. That should do it. All right, computer, display the intended trajectory of the data stream transmitted at 0600 this morning. Now display the actual trajectory and identify the termination point. The trajectory ends in sector 39542. Four, two, grid eight. eight. 
that sound familiar? That's exactly where the data stream dissipated last month. There is something there. There is something preventing the data stream from reaching Voyager. Uh, a micro wormhole, a radiogenic field. Long range scans didn't pick up anything unusual. Well, still, we could send a ship to investigate. We could confirm my theory. What about my theory, Rich? The hologram was too complex. It caused the data streams to degrade before they reached the destination. Well, to be honest, I... I don't agree. The truth is we don't know what happened to my hologram. Then let's stick to what we do know. For the second month in a row, we tried sending your hologram to Voyager. And for the second month in a row, it failed to get there. And I want to know why, so it doesn't happen a third time. It won't happen a third time. So now we're wondering, you Next know, what, we go back what to is this hologram exactly that's on Voyager? Because they're saying the it didn't make it there. Interact with the crew. And that's the kind of the you know, mystery part of this episode. Data, like tactical upgrades, letters from the crew's families. But Pete, sending a hologram to Voyager was a good idea, but it didn't work. It's time to move on. You know, one little hitch here would be, you know, wouldn't they have been able to just send this information of what they wanted to try and do? And this, you know, with is the research lab, you know, where most just, of Pathfinder's you know, homework gets done, <laughs> recordings and things like that, not an actual hologram. Are here, uh, and then you know, transmitted I know the why they the do it. Quadrant. It makes the episode more interesting. Your this teacher way, tells me you've been studying. Some honestly, the they could send schematics and things, and you'd probably get the job done. Who can too. name one for me? Like Laxian. Very good. Yokompa. That's right. Who else? The Borg. The Borg! They assimilated my hologram. That's how it disappeared. Reg, now isn't the time. Look at this. Last month, a spacecraft passed within 20 meters of the Midas array just hours before we sent the first hologram. What is your point? 20 meters. It's awfully close, don't you think? And so, look, the Borg must have sent a transwarp probe <laughs> to steal my hologram. Maybe because they, they thought Broccoli. that it was carrying anti-Borg technology to Voyager. It well, wasn't the Borg, Reg. That was the Romulans. They're using a cloaked ship. They've been curious about Voyager for years. That is That's, enough. But you... But I am sorry. Your idea didn't work. But I can't have you going off on a tangent. Not again. You'll be no good to Pathfinder or Voyager. How much leave do you have saved up? Not that much. 50, maybe 60 days. Take a week. <laughs> go home. Try this to guy, relax. This guy here, <laughs> no. the actor playing the, that was not the adversary a little to Reg, is uh, named Richard McGonagall. He's, uh, he shows up in quite a few uh, maybe character roles on series. Take a vacation. Now that is the most sensible thing I've heard you say all day. My cousin has a beach house in Malaysia. She'd be happy to lend it to you. Thanks. Uh, but I have some place else in mind. Yeah, so now back to Voyager with our uh, mystery hologram, or wondering exactly what he is all about. instructions from Starfleet Medical. As far as I can tell, they're new inoculations aren't much different from run-of-the-mill radiogenic vaccines. I don't think they'll protect the crew. Did you try incorporating a synthetic antigen? Yes, but it only improved the resistance by 10%. That should be enough. We can't afford to be cavalier, Rich. If these treatments don't work, the crew will wind up liquefied. You're forgetting that the inoculations aren't designed to work alone. 
they were intended to work in combination with the shield modifications. It's the medicinal yin to the shield's yang. And what if the yang doesn't work? That's not going to happen. Now listen, Lieutenant Barclay has a special affinity for this crew, so do I. I promise you, we won't let them down. Of course you won't. Today's Tell drink, me. Uh, again, Lipton Do you green also tea. share Lieutenant Barclay's affinity for golf? <laughs> we have identical handicaps. Well, oh, drinking green if you're not tea, busy later, perhaps we could drink a lot of it on the holiday. Uh, I think it's it's tempting, it but you, right? I still, still have a few dozen progress reports to look over. Well, in that case, maybe you could look over them here so that I could borrow the mobile emitter. Providing that the rest of the day's work goes smoothly, consider it yours. I kind of wonder why they've not been able to replicate another mobile emitter. I it was mine. You know, I don't know how high-tech that was. Commander Chakotay tells me that you finished repairing the transceiver. We were just about to send the captain's reply to Lieutenant Barclay. Do you have enough room to include a progress report from me? I think we can squeeze that in. Computer, download Barclay hologram file 01 to the data block. Download complete. Transmitted. Now we get to see this little array radio kind of receiver station. I guess it's not really radio, subspace transmitter, we'll call it. And now they're showing us a Ferengi vessel. So, uh, what's this all about? We're all wondering when, when you first see this episode. Greetings from the Delta Quadrant, Lieutenant. You'll be happy to know that your hologram reached us safely. Get to the important part. In accordance with the 74th rule of acquisition, knowledge equals profit, I've enclosed the specifications you've requested. See you soon. Oh, look at those hands. I bet she gets great umaks. Too bad she'll be <laughs> dead when she gets here. They're showing a picture of seven of nine on their viewers. Show me the nanoprobes. How many are there? 3.6 million. That's 20% more than we predicted. 3.6 million nanoprobes and six bars of Latin per unit. And that comes to more. Profit than we ever dreamed of. <laughs> so they want to sell off Seven of Nine's little nanoprobes, which seem to be able to do a whole bunch of things, which, uh, you know, that kind of makes sense. Now we're back on Earth, uh, like a beach setting. And we're going to meet another uh, guest uh, on this episode. Why these people in the future wear some very sir. odd bathing suits? Thank you. Thank you. I guess it makes them look a little weird or futuristic, but uh, <laughs> something to drink, ma'am? I'm fine, thanks. Are you sure? I've got a chocolate passion punch with your name on it. <laughs> Red? <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Where's Commander Riker? He doesn't arrive until Friday. Oh. The question is, what are you doing here? Just had some time off. Your letter made this place sound fun, and just so thought I'd see, join uh, you. Barkley with Troy, Marina Do you Sirtis have any idea episode. how inappropriate it is to follow your therapist on vacation? Please. They might be watching. Who? The Borg. 
the Romulans. I'm not sure yet. Please. <laughs> Deanna, I need your help. Commander Harkins is usually willing to hear me out, but this time he wouldn't even look at my evidence. I'm not sure any of this qualifies as evidence, Raj. You don't believe me either. You think I'm imagining this? Just like Pete. The last time I saw you, you were laughing, telling jokes. You even sang a duet with Data. <laughs> <laughs> that was Commander LaForge's birthday party. You were a completely different wretch that night. No, things were better then. How? Well, for one thing, I had just finished the Matrix for my hologram, and I showed Jordy some of the specs that night. He said he was proud of me. What else? Oh, the dragons had just won the pennant, and I was still seeing Leosa. You mentioned her at the party. A teacher, right? Everything was going so well. My job, my personal life. I started to think maybe my luck was changing. And then you lost your hologram. Yeah. Admiral Paris was furious. He said we'd, we'd wasted a transmission to Voyager. But Pete talked him into giving us uh, another chance, but there was so much pressure after that. Did it put a strain on your relationship with Leosa? She left me. Oh, I'm I like sorry. Ridges. I went to her apartment. Little, she uh, was gone. Uh, no furniture, no forwarding address. His, Not even uh, a dear red pretty funny. I don't know where that they filmed it. Some place on a California beach. Mm. It's just my luck, right? Lose the hologram and the girl. Tell me more about Leosa. You would have liked her. She was sweet. She was thoughtful. filming here too, way I'm above the cliffs and stuff. Such a wonderful listener. She would let me let me go on for hours. <laughs> what did you talk about? Oh, she was fascinated by my work at Pathfinder, and uh, she didn't uh, she didn't find any of it boring. She made me feel interested. What do you feel when we talk about her now? Uh, sadness, I suppose. A little confusion. I'm sensing something else. Something beneath the surface. What? I think you might be sensing it too. What? Suspicion, Reg. You suspect her of something. I suspect that she's happier without me, if that's what you mean. He's got these you funny sunglasses, You think Leosa had too. something to do with your disappearing hologram, but you can't bring yourself to admit it. That's why you're projecting your suspicions onto others. You're in denial. If there's any chance Leosa did breach Pathfinder's security, you need to tell your superiors. I, I'd be humiliated again. I'll go with you. What about your vacation? I'll be back here before Will arrives. Do you really think it's possible that Leosa stole my hologram? Why would she do that? Maybe. Maybe she wanted something to remember me by. Captain Still Slaw, kind of wondering how the Ferengi found With the help out of the Barclay hologram, we've nearly completed the modifications to Voyager. As for Red, he's becoming extremely popular with the crew. In 
imagine my disappointment when I discovered that Lieutenant Paris had eaten all the scrambled eggs. It was pure, unadulterated gluttony, gastronomic conduct, unbecoming a Starfleet officer. He knows it's my favorite breakfast, but he ate them anyway. We have an emergency here, people. Now we have Reg, the hologram, doing Janeway's do voice. Maybe I can replicate some more. Do it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's pretty funny to He's see that. He's programmed to get us home. He does impressions. You see, it's, it's always bothered Lieutenant Barkley that he was uncomfortable in large groups. So, he designed me to be the life of the party. I hope he's not too shy. He's gonna have 150 new friends when we get back home. If we get home, Harry, if. Pardon my friend here. He's convinced we're destined to live out our days in the Delta Quadrant. Your pessimism is illogical. Perhaps a mind meld would help to alleviate your concern. <laughs> now he's doing too much. Please report to Holodeck 2. Sticks his hand on, on my way. his face. It is fun to see Barkley, even if it's just starting this to fake you'd hologram uh, acting so, uh, a lot more. What would it be? Pebble Beach you know, at life sunset, of the party and the everything. back nine at Getty Prime. Actually, Doctor, I'm afraid something's come up. I'm going to meet with Seven of Nine. Oh, really? She's going to teach me to play Cottis Cot. Uh, Rich, when I agreed to lend you my emitter, I did it with the understanding that you needed it for official business. What's your point? My point is that board games aren't exactly crucial to your mission. <laughs> and I suppose golf is. Rich. Uh-oh. I'll tell you what. When we get back home, we'll play as much golf as you like. Until then, let's try to keep out of each other's hair. What do you say? Now the doctor should be saying, hmm, that's not like uh, State your name the red the should be, he would think. Leosa. L-E-O-S-A. Occupation? Dabo girl. Now we've Double. got uh, this old girlfriend of Reg's. I work aboard one of their casino ships. Being interviewed you, you by Starfleet and Admiral Paris. Is this true? Sometimes I'm a teacher. Sometimes I'm a Bajoran Vedic. <laughs> Whatever the customer wants. Lieutenant Barkley tells me that the two of you have spent a significant amount of time together. Did he ever discuss his work at Pathfinder with you? Wouldn't talk about anything else. It was always holograms this and cyclic pulsars that. And who did you share that information with? Nobody. I have a theory. Would you like to hear it? Why not? I think that some of your Ferengi friends found a way to profit from Lieutenant Barclay's work. I think you were encouraged to get close to him. And when you had all the information you needed... Yeah, this is how they found out. That's you right. Him. This actress here I playing Leosa is Sharissa Baker-Bernard is her name. He's boring. Well, that did it. Reg had to leave. Don't tell me you never noticed. <laughs> with the Admiral's permission, I'd like a moment alone with Leosa. <laughs> I don't think therapy is what Girl this fight. woman needs, Counselor. Five minutes, Admiral. Five minutes. 
I've always liked the fact that Troy was a good friend to Barkley and kind of would stand by him and stick up for him. It's it's a good thing and uh, nice to see. Did you know I'm a Betazoid? I'm empathic, which means I know when people are lying. Tell me, what's the longest you've ever been incarcerated? <laughs> you can't send me to prison, Counselor. I didn't do anything wrong. Maybe not, but I can order you held for psychiatric observation. Extended observation. I may not be a Betazoid, but I work a Dabo table, and I know when somebody's bluffing. Oh, yeah? Try me. You were correct, Admiral. The Ferengi did steal Reg's hologram. Twice. This is the ship you need to look for. Troy should be like an investigator. Her and Barkley could open That's like it. a PI firm. That's Nunk's ship. Nunk? My employer. Scans indicate they've been in the vicinity of that star for the last 43 hours. Why? I don't know. She's telling the truth. For once. The Ferengi wouldn't have stolen the hologram if they didn't think it was valuable. They're probably waiting to rendezvous with a buyer. Are there any Starfleet ships in that area? The Carolinas point seven light years away. At maximum warp, it could reach them in two hours. Open a channel. Computer, open a secure channel the to the maximum Carolina. warp point seven light years. It takes two hours. Uh, what maximum warp does that ship have? Was everything that happened between us a lie? Not everything. Just the parts where I expressed affection for you. Oh. oh. If it makes any difference... What a piece of work, huh? It wasn't personal. It's just... business. Yeah. What exactly is a broken heart worth these days, hmm? 10%? Of what? Profits from the nanoprobes. Nanoprobes? Borg? Nanoprobes. Yeah. Gagas says they're worth two billion times their weight in latinum. I don't think I quite understand the problem, Doctor. Are you aware that he's been doing impressions of you? You should hear his Tuvok. It's eerie. It's disrespectful. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Deactivate uh. him? Just long enough to run a diagnostic of his program. His recent behavior may be indicative of a more serious problem. I haven't seen any evidence of that. The of doctor's course not. right. Listen to him. Smiles. But I've seen He's a little uh, creepy. Rude. And careless. Two traits the real Lieutenant Barkley never exhibited. I know the real Barkley is a friend of yours. And I'm sorry if the holographic version hasn't lived up to your expectations, but that's hardly reason to deactivate him. Are the lives of 150 crewmen reason enough? Maybe you're right. Maybe I am overreacting. But what if I'm right? We're less than a light year away from the geodesic fold. 
Do you want to risk being led through it by a malfunctioning hologram? That's a mouthful. A malfunctioning Captain, hologram. Captain, save us a com call. We're ready to bring the enhanced shielding online. Good work. I need a moment alone with Reg. Your program has been running continuously for how many hours now? 56 hours, 11 minutes and 21 seconds. I'd like to run a diagnostic of your matrix. Make sure you haven't suffered any degradation over the last few days. This isn't the uh, doctor's idea, is it? He expressed some concern for your well-being, yes. I bet he did. Believe me, Reg. The crew and I are grateful for everything you've done, but we need to take every precaution. I understand perfectly. And if the ship's doctor thinks I need a checkup, who am I to argue? Now, shifting back to uh, Starfleet and Reg, the real Reg there. I liked how in the last, you know, season or so that they did a lot more of this uh, showing things back on Why Earth. Why are you hiding in the corner? Connected them Not up with uh, Voyager. I'm working on a way to foil the Ferengi's plans. Rich, there's nothing left to foil. The Carolina will have them in custody within the hour. Leosa said the Ferengi were going to be selling Borg nanoprobes. What does that have to do with Voyager? They have a Borg crewman. Think about it. The Ferengi stole the original Barclay hologram a month ago. That gave them time to reprogram it and then smuggle it to Voyager in the next transmission. Reprogram it to do what? Steal Seven of Nine's nanoprobes. For all we know, he could be dissecting her right now. What would the Ferengi want with assimilation technology? Oh, nanoprobes aren't just for assimilating. They can reanimate necrotic tissue, slow down the aging process. They'd be priceless for the Ferengi. Reg, even if the Ferengi did reprogram your hologram to steal the nanoprobes, how would they get their hands on them? Voyager's 30,000 light years away. <laughs> I haven't figured that part out yet. Maybe they discovered a, a wormhole or a subspace corridor. Have you mentioned any of this to Commander Harkins? Not yet. I can't. If I don't yeah, bring him hard evidence, that again, that I'm fantasizing. No. For the time being, we need to keep this between us. That tickles, Lieutenant. Sorry, Reg. We're almost finished. Have you identified any problems yet? I've gone over his entire matrix. He's working perfectly. Maybe I'm not the one who needs a diagnostic, hmm? I'm a big enough hologram to admit when I'm wrong. I'm sorry, I doubted you. He's no, working right. He's just been totally reprogrammed. I that's all. I mean, they wouldn't pick Friends? that up. Friends. Now that that's out of the way, Captain, what do you say we get the ship back to Earth? Initiate the geodesic pulse. Not quite sure how this ship thinks it can handle the Voyager, although maybe if they're damaged after they come through or something, I don't know. I don't think they really go into that. Maybe they do here. Would someone care to tell me what that is?
It's a geodesic fold, Admiral. That's how they're going to get the nanoprobes. Two million kilometers and closing, Captain. Take us to one quarter impulse. Bridge to astrometrics. Bring the enhanced shielding online. Aye, Commander. What's wrong? The fold contains three radiation types we didn't account for. The shield modifications are not enough. Well, the shields were modified to work in combination with the inoculations. We'll be fine. If the shields fail, the inoculations will be irrelevant. Astrometrics to the bridge. Go ahead. Now, Barkley kind of uh, zapped uh, There was a problem, Captain. But I've corrected it. Yeah, that's right. The, the the crew wouldn't survive the trip. I'm using the Midas array to tap into the Ferengi ship's sensors. And they would just collect the nanoprobes after everyone was incapacitated from 709. I'm reading this correctly, Voyager's headed right for it. Captain Janeway knows better than to take her ship into such a dangerous anomaly. If the Ferengi did alter my hologram, then it might, might be possible for him to have taken over the ship. One hologram against an entire crew. He may have found a way to incapacitate the crew or to commandeer the ship's systems, but either way, We've got to get the Carolina to close the folds. The Carolina isn't equipped to do that. Then they'll have to commandeer the Ferengi ship and do it from there. The Carolina's still half a light year away. They won't make it in time. Can we transmit a message? Warn Voyager? Not through a geodesic fold. Our own starship, with multiphasic shielding and... A gold-pressed latinum hull. We'll have enough left over to buy a fleet of casino ships. <laughs> I have a better idea. I like the way these guys Rolled think. enlargement. <laughs> oh, someone's hailing us. Who? I can't tell. There's too much interference. Answer it. Ah, now I remember how they get it's around It's the hologram. This. You said it was impossible to communicate through the fold. I thought it was. I guess I did a better job of reprogramming the hologram than I thought. We must close the geodesic fold immediately. Captain Janeway has found out about our plan. If that's true, then why is she still headed for the fold? Because she... found a way to protect her ship. Impossible! You don't know Janeway. She's uncanny when it comes to shields. She's furious. She said... She was going to kill whoever tried to harm her crew. I strongly suggest <laughs> you abort the mission. There we go. What should we do? Go to war before Janeway makes it through. No, you mustn't. Voyager has Borg interquadrantal warp drives and erosion hunting sensors and Vidian phase torpedoes. No matter where you run, Voyager will find you. Your only hope is to close the fold. Yeah, Fringy are kind of smart, but they're kind of dumb Marcus, most of the time, so uh, that helps. Pete. It worked, Rich. I remember when they were going to be the big the villains pole. of TNG, <laughs> that didn't work out very well, so. Something's wrong, Captain. Astrometrics to the bridge. Why are we stopping? The fold's collapsing, Rich. We didn't make it in time. 
It's not too late if we remodulate the shields. I appreciate your determination, but we can't risk it. You did everything you could. Captain, someone just initiated a site-to-site -site transport. Who? Seven and Reg. They beamed to an escape pod. Bridge to Seven of Nine, what's going on? The pod's been launched. Put a tractor beam on it. There's too much interference from the fold. Harry, can you get a transporter lock? What now? There's something cutting through the fold. Voyager? No, it's too small. A phase torpedo. Rain shield. Brace for impact. <laughs> it's an escape pod. Maybe the hologram sent us the drone. Check what's in there. Nothing. No more corpse. No nanoprobes. No profit. Captain's log supplemental. Seven of Nine has recovered from her injuries, and Reg has been deactivated. Until we finish analyzing his program, his motivations remain a mystery. First contact with a new life form? Mom's apple pie. He looks like a little home cooking might cheer me up. And? I haven't worked up the courage to taste it yet. Have you figured out what went wrong with Reg? Well, Seven thinks our proximity to the fold degraded his matrix. But if you ask me, it was a recursive error in his logic subroutine. Or he was reprogrammed by a bunch of Ferengi, but uh, they'll find out that soon enough. Not bad would have tasted better in San Francisco. If it'll make you feel any better, I'll let you in a little secret. I was on the bridge this morning when we received a hail from an Iconian scientist. He claims to have a trans-dimensional gateway that can take us anywhere in the galaxy. I'm not that gullible. It's true. I was there. The captain doesn't want us to get our hopes up, but personally, I think we'll be home by the end of the week. Are you serious? <laughs> you were right about him. <laughs> I like how they played around with that in this episode, too. You know, Harry was so uh, excited to get home, and Tom was more realistic and Installation doubtful. complete. Identify yourself. C computer, deactivate Barclay program. Sorry. I, I've been programming him with new security precautions, just so he can't be stolen again. You seem to be off to a good start. I thought you'd uh, be back at the beach. Will and I decided to spend the rest of our vacation in Tiburon. We were wondering if you're free for dinner tonight. Uh, I, oh, uh, I, I wouldn't want to be a third in a cell. Not possible. <laughs> Will's bringing a friend cell. for you. Her name's Meryl. You're going to adore her. Oh, I'd like to, but I, I still have uh, dozens of protocols to install. Maybe next time. Go Look, on, Reg. I know Leosa hurt you, but hiding inside a hologrid isn't the answer. You need to get out, meet new people. 
this Meryl wouldn't happen to be a Dabo girl by any chance. She's a teacher, actually. A real one. Are you sure? Don't worry, Reg. We've taken security precautions. So there you go with uh, the episode Inside Man from Star Trek Voyager 7th season. You know, it's just a fun episode. You know, a little bit of mystery going on. The Ferengi are always fun. And, and seeing Barkley and uh, Troy in this really brought everything kind of together. So uh, I thought it was a fun episode to come back with, uh, you know, since I haven't covered uh, an episode of any of the Trek series in a little while on the podcast. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. I'll be back in a moment and we'll wrap up this week's edition of the show. Once you've finished listening to the excellent Treks in Sci-Fi podcast, why don't you pop over to our podcast? We're called Waffle On. And every few weeks, we'll be discussing a classic television show broadcast on British TV between 1960 and 1990. And we'll be talking about British-made, US-made and Australian-made shows. So come Waffle On with us at http colon forward slash forward slash waffleon.podbean.com. Or simply head to iTunes and type in Waffle On. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. Yes, uh, definitely check out uh, all these podcasts uh, that our friends and uh, just people on the forums that do all these Waffle On shows and take him with you. Uh, Knights of the Guild podcast, Kenny talking about the Guild uh, web episodes and cast there. And, of course, Anomaly uh, with uh, Jen and Angela, the Anomaly podcast. Uh, the Geek Girls talk about uh, all kinds of fun stuff. So check all that thi- all those out. Uh, you can find all of them, I think, on iTunes or at their individual websites as well. And uh, if you're not on the forums, check out Treks and Sci-Fi in the forums Got a lot of things going on over there. Uh, Taking a little break right now from the RPG game, but Season 10 with some changes and new things going on will be starting in just a couple of weeks. So uh, now is the time. If you like writing and you like Star Trek, check that out. And there's the phone. So I'm going to pause the the recording here for a second. Sorry about that. Uh, And uh, I think that covers us this week for Treks in Sci-Fi. Uh, I again uh, thanks everyone for listening to the show and continuing with us uh, all these uh, months and years of doing the podcast. Uh, if you want to put a review up on iTunes, you want to donate to the podcast, all that stuff can be found over at treksinsci-fi.com on the main page there. I try to update that every few days with new little stories and tidbits and things like that. Uh, I'm actually reading right now the I uh, just started reading the novelization by uh, Alan Dean Foster from the movie, and it seems to follow the the story. Pretty much the the way you saw it in the movie, uh, which is kind of fun to to read and uh, and get some little other details in there as well. But I'm just uh, uh, I don't know twenty thirty pages into it so far, and I think uh, that should do it. Next week though, we are going to have a special guest cast by Meds, uh, who you just heard a promo for his Waffle On podcast. He's going to be talking all about the cool. 60s British TV show, The Prisoner, which is a big favorite of mine, uh, a classic show 
Uh, only lasted a season, uh, but it, it's an amazing series. And if you've never seen it, check it out. I'm sure Meds will have lots of good information to uh, to tell everyone about that show next week on Treks in Sci-Fi. We're going to uh, end the show this week with another cool song by the Moyers. Rick and Nathan put together this song. And uh, the uh, subject matter is, uh, the name of it, they call it, they're calling it Energize. And it is uh, a song related to that scene in the movie where Kirk and Sulu are falling uh, on uh, Vulcan, over Vulcan. And, well, you'll know if you've seen the movie what they're talking about. So thanks again, everyone. I will talk to you again very soon in about two weeks. And next week we have the special guest cast uh, with Meds talking about The Prisoner. Take care, everyone. Go see the movie again. Bye-bye. So what kind of combat training do you have? Fencing. Ten feet off the ground Vulcan's getting closer But there's no one else around You promised that you'd beat me up But I keep falling down my wait Chekhov keeps on trying Though I might hit the ground And I'd say it's too late to energize. It's too late. Said it's too late to energize. It's too late. Gentlemen, we're approaching the drop zone. We have one shot to land on that platform. You may have defenses, so pull your shoot as late as possible. Three, Mirror. two, one. Take another jump, take a hit, take a blast through you. You like a ship needs a warp core holding on Sulu. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love you with the phase of red. Now it's turning blue. And you say, Sorry, said the ensign. I'm having trouble locking on to you. But I'm afraid it's too late to energize. Thing. 
to Trex in Sci-Fi with Rico Dosti. Copyright 2009, all rights reserved. TrexInSciFi.com